Okay, we have a little um, jam session going right now. I think I'm going to play a little piano. our first mission in December. And that was for 100 <clears throat> angels. Yeah, a non-profit organization. We just started in December. <laughs> so what, what is the mission of the organization? 100 angels. The mission is to enter the homes of communities and find the needs and help them. Of, of who? Communities. Vulnerable communities. And our first mission was in El Salvador, and it was amazing. And a couple days after we got back, that's when we were here helping with this. And Cecilia asked if there was not much going on with medical. I think they had a box, and nobody really knew what to to do. And Cecilia started taking charge, and she asked us if we wanted to make it a mission. And we're like, yes, of course. So here we are. May and the founder of 100 Angels. Oh, okay. And she and her team of three, right? Three of you? Four. Mm -hmm. Four of you. 
total for total for total they go to every single church <coughs> organization <coughs> I'm sorry of course we go to we go to every arrival thank you Every arrival. Yes, no matter if it's a church or uh, like Simvis and the Pony organization that's willing to take them. And the people will go and uh, provide medical assistance. Oh, are you a doctor? Nope, I'm a medical assistant, but we also have doctors and nurses on our, yep. on our volunteer list. So they've got a volunteer list of, gosh, how many now? I think there's altogether. about 80-something. About 80? Uh, doctors, PAs, nurses, mm -hmm. therapists around town mm -hmm. who come and donate their time. And they're the only group that sees every single bus of people that comes from ICE. Yeah, they go. We want how do you make sure, like, you know, like, how do you know exactly where they're all going to be? So we build relationships with the you, with churches, oh, with the you. churches, and uh -huh. now with ICE. Uh -huh. Cecilia gets information. So we get the. Uh, the list of arrivals, and and then we'll ask if we can be there, and everybody opens everybody our door. Needs them. Everybody yeah. needs us, so yeah, they open There's their doors. No medical group. Mm -hmm. well, and we have, we do, I can show you our containers, but we have lots of containers worth the, um, filled of donations from stomach, you know, problems to. So wait, who do, who? Donate yeah, yeah, just well over the counter. Over the counter medication. Okay. Over-the-counter medication. Right. We don't do prescription. All we do is over-the-counter medication. Any emergencies, um, we refer to urgent care or the ER. And, and the ER, how are they with people coming in? Like, do they? Because it's. I mean, it's difficult for anyone to go to the ER, but if you don't have that many resources. Mm -hmm. yeah. I never personally took somebody yeah. myself because we let the church take care of that. We just let them know of the. Concern, but I have them. But we have, and they they take them. They take them, and they don't turn them away or anything. No, the hospital won't turn them away. Yeah, right. They do call you after, like if, when I took this young girl to the hospital, they kept calling me for payment, and I had to just mm. say finally, listen, put me through to your manager. I'm a volunteer. <laughs> This was a girl that was from the bus station. I don't have anything for you. I, I just asked you to care for her. You did. I don't know who she is. I don't know where she went. And they said, don't worry. We have donors for this very reason. Uh, mm. oh, no, I didn't. That was after 25 calls, but I right. eventually uh, got uh, that. Yeah. 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 That's the thing. It's like. You have to really dig deep all the time. It's like nothing is easy. <clears throat> no, it's not. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, um, why did, how did you pick El Salvador in particular? That was Cecilia. She volunteered with another organization um, last May, uh, March, sorry. And she went as a translator and she wanted to help more and she wanted to be a part of it more and they kind of said well we don't really need we really don't need the help and she's like well I want to keep doing this so I'm gonna get my license and get I don't know what she had to get through to get her 501c to get a nonprofit organization yeah she she went and she did it and here she is with her nonprofit and, and you're like a, you're a volunteer yeah I'm, I'm staff I'm a CEO of 100 Angels mm -hmm. So somebody is raising enough funds so that people can get paid? No. 
She's working on it, but no, everything comes out of her pocket. We're always trying. Mm. We're Same always with trying. you. Well, the, what is your organization? Yeah, I'm All Hands AZ, and All Hands AZ is I manage the sites. So when a church says we're going she to, I'm getting all excited. I know. Yeah. I'll get you another I'll, I'll one of those. Yeah. So this stuff really, I get me going. That's mm -hmm. awesome. So when a church says that they'll receive people from ICE, they will contact us and say, we need volunteers, or we need drivers, or we need uh, translators, we need, not medical, because they're always there, but they'll tell me that they need things, and you know, people, stuff, whatever, clothing, and we arrive with our volunteers. So my network, which I founded, um, is 500 people strong, volunteers. Yeah, it's actually more than that. It's like last I counted, it was like 560 something or 570 something. Yeah, so a lot of people who are interested. And so we, we provide clothing. Somebody donated a, a clothing uh, shelter to us. So we have a storage space that we have um, eight people who run and manage so that the churches can then come into the shelter and sorry, into the storage. We give them the code and they can literally shop. So if they know they're going to have 50 people, they can get clothing for 50 people, you know, and, and bring them back. And they know where these 50 people are going? Like, do they know? No, we, like, we don't know that until they get here. And so when they arrive from ICE... Where is ICE now? ICE is in Phoenix. So that's the um, immigration and... What is it? Immigration... Uh, da, 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 da. I can't even think of... Yeah. Enforcement, enforcement. Yeah. But as I can't think what the C is. Uh, immigration and customs, customs yeah. enforcement. Yeah. And so what happens is, to give you kind of an idea, they, these people, either cross over the border on their own against the law, or they wait at the border to legally go through the process that we are hoping that they'll do right. And they they tell uh, you know the border patrol that they need help and that they're claiming asylum. Are you okay there? Yeah. Yeah, okay. And um, so what happens is I, they, they'll get taken into custody by Border Patrol. They're usually there for three to five days. And then Border Patrol, while they're there, is vetting them. So they're making sure they're not criminals, making sure they're not wanted, making sure they have a sponsor in the country. Because if they don't have a sponsor in the country, they cannot stay. They also have to be a family unit. So you must have children that you're fleeing your country that, of origin that sponsor with. sponsor part, that's not legal. They um, don't have to, like, to be a refugee. Well, that's a very good stand, point. Status. That is part of their rule, but I'll tell you that that's, um, I don't know enough about that, but I can yeah. tell you that that is part of their, their you know policy. They have to have someone. Now, these people, when they're in Border Patrol custody, they are there for three to five days. You should only be three but it's sometimes longer depending on their capacity. And so then they're sent up to ICE here in Phoenix. So they're in Yuma with Border Patrol, then they're yeah. brought up to Phoenix. And they're only with ICE for about 18 to 24 hours. I, I'm Teresa Johnson, you called me and I wanted to just meet you and say, I'm leaving oh, now, but you're thanks so for calling me. Thank I'm you. glad to come back whenever there's Thank a need. And I did you. get to do some Spanish. Yay! Yes. 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 I'm Barb Kihaba. Yes. Um, I was told. Uh, that's one of my motives.
great. Still learning Spanish. Spanish. Learning Spanish. Yeah. Okay. So, do you need help? Yes. Is Spanish your first language? No. It was. My mom was born here, but my I was raised with my grandmother, but uh, as a baby, so she didn't speak English. So my first language was Spanish, and then I had to learn school. But then I forgot Spanish because I didn't speak it for many years after she passed. Um, but so I'm learning it here. Mm-hmm. So learning he, it that's really interesting and cool. Yeah, because my family all speak. They speak English. Oops, yeah. Thank you, honey. But for this work right that there, you're doing, you, you really need it's to... It's improving, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. I'll take a Lorna Dune all day. <laughs> Those are the best. Mm-hmm. Not right now, thank you. So, eating, and I need coffee with my cookie. Oh, you're one of those. So... When ICE gets them, I just wanted to point this out because a lot of people are always curious about the process. ICE puts an ankle bracelet on one member of the family and that's that's the compromise. I was furious about that when I saw it the first time. I thought it was so inhumane and how could they do this? But the compromise is they are being allowed in and they are now documented immigrants. What, they're, so they're, they now what? They're now they are now documented immigrants so they don't keep that ankle bracelet on forever but they keep it on until they get to their first appointment which is within 10 days of them being released to us so, so wait wait when they're wearing the bracelet they're considered documented well the whole time they are but yes so that they don't run off between now and their first ice okay, or documented okay their so first court sense, case right okay right that's it that's it 100 percent legal mm-hmm in 10 days. So the reason that this is happening is because our courts on the borders that normally immigration courts usually handle all of this. They're so bogged down with this many people crossing that instead of keeping them here in custody and having them see a judge immediately, they don't have that timing uh, down. And so the Flores law says they have to release children within three days. If they're over capacity, they have five days. Well, the courts are so bogged down, they couldn't get to a court hearing within three to five days. So they send them to us, and then what we do over there is we call their sponsors. And we get their sponsors to pay for their tickets. And once they get their tickets paid for, we have a whole system of drivers, translators, we give them track phones, um, we make sure they're clothed, we bring showers in, in the back. I don't know if you saw the, we have traveling showers that we bring. Uh, what else? Really? Do we wait, do? you bring the di- mm-hmm. traveling mm-hmm. showers? To, yeah. Like different churches? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And are there other places you bring them to besides mm-hmm. churches? Well, in theory, yes, but it's the churches that have stepped up. We have not had the Jewish community, um, ha- they have stepped up big time, but they have not stepped up in the, in terms of a space. That is not where they want to be on the front line. They've had enough. Um, you know, horrible things happening to the Jewish community over the last couple of years, the anti-Semitism yeah. and all anti-Semitism. And so they are not on the front, but they supply a lot of what you see here and all the donations and all the support. So in theory, we would go anywhere with it, but it does seem to be churches or we've been to a couple of organizations or an, an organization a couple of times that was actually a ballroom where people get married. Yes. And so it was big enough. We took them in and, you know, so we're gonna lose. Um, thank you. So yeah, that's so when we finally get them on their way to the bus or the, the airport, 
they have 10 days until their appointment. When they get to that court appointment to claim asylum, they will then get that bracelet taken off. So it's because they're now in the system. So if they are accepted as asylum cases, they still have years ahead of them. But if their plea is accepted, they will stay and they get the, the bracelet taken off and they start getting visited weekly, bi-weekly in different ways uh, by their representative, their government representative. If they are not accepted, they are sent back to their country of origin. Yeah. So, and they, they could be, people are going all over the country, right? Like, mm -hmm. and, and I was told that some places, because the process is so much slower, that it's actually advantageous because they're hoping to have policy change. Hmm. Some lawyer was, an immigration lawyer was telling me Interesting. that they try to find, like Connecticut, for instance, she said. My state, sorry. Yeah, yeah. it's very slow. It's Not very, surprised. Yeah, and Tucson is very fast. You know, Tucson yep. is very... You're talking very, about the legal system. The legal, yep. the processes, yep. so they, they get processed very quickly. Yep. Whereas in like Atlanta right now is there the wait is until August and September right now to see a judge. Can you imagine having to have an ankle bracelet that you have to charge every 12 hours? If you don't charge it, you are officially uh, off the grid and alerting a system. Mm -hmm. It will see, that, destroy that's your the case. Part, see, that's the part. This, um, uh, you know, and you may, you may, I think I can just say your name because I'm sure, sure. You, you know her, uh, uh, Cohen. Um, uh, Margot Cohen. Okay, she's based in Tucson. Okay, and she said that uh, it's best to try to get get relocated, and she works with people to try to get them sent to places like Connecticut. But now that makes me the thing about the ankle bracelet. Maybe this is before the ankle, because I don't think they always had that, right? Oh yeah, since yeah, they have since uh, October when this whole thing started. It really started. Well, October. This is consistent. October, okay, yeah. I, <laughs> I I talked to her before. October. Okay, so the consistency that's happened here has really been since October. But we did have we had things going on last spring too. You know, when they were going to the California border, then we had children being separated last summer, but. The consistent 200 people a day, seven days a week, started in October. Mm. Yeah, October 12th. So, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I just—they've always had them since we've been together. There was a there was a lull where they didn't because the I guess they ran out and they had to get more. So we had, I would say maybe two weeks where they didn't have them and we all were noticing mm -hmm. maybe they don't have they won't have them anymore. And then all of a sudden, there they were again. Okay, so I, I just, this one thing I have to be sure about is, because when I talked to you before, you wanted mostly warm clothing, but now it's gotten warm even yeah. in the east. Yeah, so now so. we've shifted everything. No more warm clothing. No more warm clothing. No more warm clothing. No more warm clothing. Okay, just yeah. summer clothing. Summer clothes. So, um, and only still small and medium. Right? Yep, for adults, small and medium. Yeah. Although. What about little kids? I mean, all sizes. Okay. All sizes, and I'll tell you, I think it's the babies that kill us all, that break our hearts, you know, that really make us want to give the most. And so we have so much for kids, which is awesome. I mean, right. when people, we ran out of underwear and jackets, that too. But when yeah. we had underwear and jacket shortages, 
there were no shortages for little kids ever because you know no one's gonna let little kids go so cold underwear or, too oh gosh underwear and socks are the yeah. two big things that we cannot I get just enough noticed of that looking for there's no women undergarments uh -oh. all I found were a bunch of boxers for the mm -hmm. men mm -hmm. and I had to give her a small pair of boxers yeah I think people so. feel weird about well, well you, they shouldn't. That, right, they shouldn't no, because packaged, it, it yeah. packaged. Yeah, we don't want any used, obviously, but the package. Um, <laughs> I, I buy used. Well, so we don't take. Yeah, and but we don't take used um, just because. Yeah, we don't. But anyway, all of that to say that um, we're we're shifting to summer clothes. So yes, okay. it is okay. shorts, pants, short sleeve shirts. Um, but a lot of people want to send us things like. Um, um, what am I trying to say? Like dresses and heels and purses. Actually, I saw a couple of heels, not heels, yeah. but they look like kind of dresses. Yeah, no, we're, we just don't. We have to re-donate a lot of what we get. I mean, uh, easily over half has to be re-donated into the community. Yeah, because that we're, you know, Americans are large people and a lot of people, I mean, if I can be totally honest, and I, this is not... We Not judgy, but um, it's funny when you're working in the donation center that you see jock straps, cleats, <laughs> costumes, prom dresses. Right, people um, are just getting rid of their oh, stuff. Oh, they're just getting yeah. rid of. Oh yeah, yeah. we've we've gotten we've gotten um, pots and pans. These people only need these clothes for their trip to family. Just, <laughs> it's just one, it's, it's right. one, it's one outfit, one clean outfit for their flight. That's what they need clothes for. So people sending us these things, it's so funny, but you know, we okay, don't want so to dissuade people. Piece of information, that's really what it's for. It's one, so yeah. that people have something to wear for yes. the flight. Yeah. Cause, um, Cause they come, you know, they have clothing, but but it's the wrong season? No, or? no, no, no. They, they come with the clothes on their back. That's it. Yeah. And so they've been often walking in that for weeks. Right. And so that means no shower. They certainly haven't had a bed. They haven't washed their clothes. They um, have been walking in the elements. So mud, dirt, water, rain in the same pair of shoes and underwear and, and all of that. So we provide them a new clean outfit so that, and I say new, you know, I mean, it's donated, so it's secondhand, but we provide them a clean outfit, top to bottom, so that they have something clean, something, you know, that we're trying to help them, um, you know, feel like a person again. Yeah, because feel they feel like they really, belong in this country. And that, well, they've just, they've gone through a really hard journey. And yeah. um, we don't have washing machines to wash everyone's clothes here. So the best option is to give them something new so that remember we can get them on their way to the airport that day. So this is a big fast turnaround that we do here. So yeah. we started, oh no, they're here uh, usually about 16 hours, that's it. So these folks are moving with their families or their sponsors? Well, hopefully not. Hopefully all of these people will be on a plane tonight. And if they're not on a plane tonight, if they're on one tomorrow morning, we'll have them go to a sponsor's family. Yeah, or actually I need to say the right way, the right way, a host family. And the host family will usually have them for a night and then drive them to their plane the next day. So we'll keep them here as long as we can, which is usually just overnight. But if it's two nights, we have to get them a host family. So, and then how, who determines where they go in the country? Wherever their sponsor is. So now when they come here, like, how do they, like, not everybody's able to get a sponsor. Well, time. it's usually, a, no, it's a family or friend. So usually a family or friend 
is already here. So that's who they go to as a family or friend. But I, I don't know, like I'm, I'm confused. Yeah. Because if you're fleeing persecution, mm-hmm. you're not in like the chances of you having a family or friends in this true. country. But someone does. Someone does. So it doesn't have to be your blood relation, but it can be uh, a friend of an aunt, a friend of a neighbor who already is in America and who has agreed because, remember, Border Patrol calls them within the first day that they're there, two days, saying, you are going to be legally responsible. You are their sponsor. You're going to have to pay for their travel, and they're going to have to live with you until they start this process with their immigration status. Do people, do, do people like sign up to be sponsors? No. Like, to say like, hey, I will sponsor somebody. No, okay. it costs a thousand bucks, right, to buy a flight across the country on the day of, the, of travel, right? Then you have to be the person who feeds them, clothes them, um, you know, sustains them. People are gonna just sign up for that for nothing, right? And so it's usually someone that they know or someone that their family knows. You know? Oh, wow. Yeah. Finding people with those resources, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's good they can, but they're... Yeah. I, 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 I didn't, I honestly did not know that, that they had to have that. Oh, yeah. Because I, I, that seems to me to go against the whole concept of asylum. It's a a country that's willing, well, it's a lot it says of... that it's taking the poor and, you know, sure. like, yeah, and the people that are, and, and so, Asylum seekers, I always thought, were people that had nothing yeah. nowhere to turn. Well, and the idea is they don't in their own country. Their yes. life is at risk. So if they have an imminent risk um, of persecution, whether that you know that credible fear is because it's a religious, social, um, you know, issue or pain, pain of, or a fear of pain or death, you know, if there is a credible fear and it's within these, I think it's five or six criteria they can claim asylum. Incidentally, spousal oh, so abuse... you don't need a sponsor? No. Oh, okay. You, See, you that, have to. Okay. So you might not be able to turn back to where you've come from, but you still have to have someone here that will be your sponsor so that we know where you... Or I guess the government knows where you are. That's, you know, they need to keep track, if you will. So, yeah, we've had people who've had sponsors actually just this week. They had a sponsor and the sponsor backed out. So the person was en route to Dallas and they were supposed to get in at Monday at uh, like 2.30 in the morning. At noon on Monday, they left on Sunday. At noon on Monday, the sponsor called and said, I'm not taking them. They're not, they're not welcome here. So I don't know who's gonna pick them up. So we had to just put out the alert to have eventually this woman who was a pastor at a church showed up at 2.30 to the bus station to pick up this family. I'm sending pictures of what they look like and she's trying to, I, all they know is that their sponsor is coming. It was actually a sister and she's not gonna do it. And so this woman's coming with a picture of them trying to find this family of six. And um, yeah, I mean, it can. so my job is to do all that I can to protect them so that they get to a sponsor. When this happens, what the government wants me to do is immediately call ICE so that they are alerted that these people's sponsors have backed out because then they turn around and take them back. I'm not doing that. So we do every single thing we can, even if it no. means finding a church that will take them in for a short period of time, you know, and it's sanctuary. 
just just take them until they get to the you know what we'll figure the rest out there are organizations all over the country that will help people get settled get jobs get maybe under the table it may not exactly look like it might look for you and I but they clothing school uh, jobs legal assistance so there are networks all over this country do you, do you could you help me like put me in touch with places that I can go on my tour that are you know similar to this and, and um are you talking about around the country no yeah I mean, I wouldn't even know. Because what happens is I call someone and I say, do you have anybody that you know in Texas? And that's what he did, this church. So you just randomly called? I called a guy that I know is a part of um, like an asylum network who's been doing this for a long time, who had, a ref um, what am I trying to say? A church that takes in refugees in Dallas. And I said, do you know anyone in your network? I have a family, blah, blah, blah. He said, yes, I know someone in Dallas. And so he called this woman who showed up. So it's not really like that. It's not like there's a registry or... Yeah. I don't, yeah, so I don't know. I, don't even, I wouldn't even know where to begin. And it's not even secret. I mean, I, you know, I, you're here. I, there's no secret. But yeah, we're, we're, I wouldn't even know how to do that for yeah. your tour, you know? Yeah. But uh, this is very, I, I love, I'm so grateful that you oh, took us in. Like, oh, <laughs> I yeah. Feel like, I feel like you took us in. Oh, know, well, we loved it. That was magical so, out there. Um, and we can, we can hang out longer, right? Yeah. You can more, always. Is there stuff that you, you know, however we can be helpful? No, I mean, you know, we, it looks like they're getting food again. Um, so do you guys ever perform? Yeah. In terms of not doing something. Yeah, we also, we have a duo. And I'm going to be performing across the country. David's not coming to Okay. But, uh, They're going to come in here and eat in a minute. You see them lining up there? Um, would you guys want to get, do you have the right instruments? Would you be interested in maybe doing a little bit for them while they yeah, eat? Yeah, we, we, we could. We could. <laughs> That'd be great. There's a plastic bottle and a mouse. Well, uh, you, you, I got the piano. We could wheel the piano. Um, we'd have to think about, yeah, we could do, we could think of some songs. It'd be awesome. It would be awesome. Yeah, okay. So That's let's great. do it. Let's do it. Okay, I'm going to turn this off. Because I think, Take your plate, David. Oh, I think we got what we need. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Pai, eu pamplimou. 